Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. International media, China has collapsed. Shanghai is a ghost town. That's what international media reports. This year, it has charged China for global inflation, deflation, and now, economic collapse. Yet, Chinese recovery is broadening. So why these myths? According to reputable international media, we live in a new world in which China's economy has collapsed. Here's a sample of the past month's main headlines, as googled with the search word China's economy. China's economy is in trouble, Politico, August 18th. China faces a Japan-style lost decade, Fortune, August 29th. How do we manage China's decline? New York Times, August 29th. China's economy shows fresh weakness in factories, housing and consumer spending, Wall Street Journal, August 31st. Kyle Bay says China's economy is circling the drain, Bloomberg, September 11th. China's economy hits turbulence, CNN, September 12th. China's economic collapse carries a warning about our own future, Hill, September 13th. Information war. Obviously, a random sample of headlines cannot account for nuances. But it can illustrate the problem. First, any Google search will prioritize the United States and, to a lesser degree, the UK media. Chinese voices are largely absent, and the same goes for Indian voices in the ongoing Canada-India diplomatic row. Second, information war is the new normal in international media. Contrarian voices are not just marginalized, but algorithm excluded, increasingly as disinformation. Moreover, the line between facts and ideologies has blurred. The New York Times columnist Brad Stevens believes China's economy is on secular decline, denies climate change and promotes neoconservative foreign policy. In the process, anti-science and militarism is presented as a voice of reason. Furthermore, the interest conflicts of some opinion leaders are obvious, even blatant. The Hill's Peter St. Ange is a fellow at the Heritage Foundation, an activist neoconservative think tank. Bloomberg's China interviewee is Kyle Bass, a member of several anti-China groups, including the Geopolitical Quad Fund and the uber-hawkish Hudson Institute funded by ExxonMobil and Koch Family Foundations. Bass has for years, unsuccessfully, used his hedge fund to bet against China and the Yuan. His alleged stock manipulation has been scrutinized by U.S. regulators and Wall Street Journal. The flapdoodle about Shanghai, and then, there was the bizarre Newsweek piece, September 5th, suggesting that Shanghai has turned into a ghost town due to China's economic collapse. It built on a tweet by Michael Yan, who cites a mystery friend from China. Yan is an ex-member of U.S. Special Forces who reportedly spent more time embedded with combat units than any other journalist in Iraq and has popped up in destabilized targets from Afghanistan to the Philippines and Hong Kong. In January 2021, Yan did not attribute the U.S. Capitol attack to white nationalists, he blamed anti-racist Antifa, according to far-right, pro-QAnon media. With funding by Japanese ultra-right, he also denied the sexual comfort women slavery by Imperial Japan. Yan's credibility has been challenged by US media and even the Pentagon, but apparently not by Newsweek. Three China myths, inflation, deflation and collapse. Setting aside the ongoing information wars, media trolls and the China collapse myth, what are the facts? When Chinese policymakers began to reopen the economy early in the year, 
international observers warned that the world's second largest economy would turn into a global inflation threat. There was a problem with the narrative. Numbers didn't back it up, as I showed in an op-ed in early March. And so, a quarter passed. Then the international pundits turned their previous narrative upside down. When the Chinese inflation rate was flat in June, these oracles testified that China was facing an impending deflationary crash. But was China really a global deflation risk? That presumes that Chinese price levels reflect a sustained fall, and that such deflation is somehow exported worldwide in a sustained manner. In reality, the deflationary preconditions were not in place, as I showed in an op-ed at the time. Furthermore, I predicted that despite international headwinds, China's rebound is strengthening. And economic recovery is likely to strengthen in the second half of the year. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And now that seems to be the case. China's economic rebound broadening. The better-than-expected economic data in August suggests that China's economic recovery is strengthening. On the supply side, the industrial value-added recorded a 4.5% year-on-year increase. On the demand side, retail sales, a main gauge of consumption, beat expectations following the summer travel peak and consumption-boosting measures. In the coming quarters, the rebound is likely to further improve on stimulus, including the increase in tax allowances and early signs suggest that consumption recovery will accelerate in the upcoming National Day holidays. The key issue for domestic recovery remains the ailing property market. The policymakers hope to restore consumer confidence in the sector through reduced down payment ratio and a floor on new mortgage rates. These are right steps but more will be needed in the ailing sector because it is central to the economy. As recovery gathers pace in the first-tier megacities, policymakers also hope to see positive spillover effects in other cities and regions. Working-age jobless rates are at nearly pre-pandemic levels and rising incomes are boosting above-average deposit levels. Challenges and opportunities. Hovering at 20%, youth unemployment is too high. In the West, that is attributed to the weakness of the Chinese economy. Yet, the youth unemployment rate stayed around 10% in the early 2010s and declined with global recovery in 2015 to 2018. It has increased fast with the West's trade wars, protectionism and geopolitics, which foster instability and uncertainty penalizing investment and hiring. Supportive fiscal policies remain warranted in China, as do accommodative monetary stances. Recently, the People's Bank of China, PBOC, kept interest rate unchanged but boosted liquidity through medium-term lending. Some saw this as inadequate, yet PAC may be able to delay rate cuts, due to strategic investments in new economy, including electronics and software, infrastructure investments in electricity and railways, and car companies rising capital expenditures in electric vehicles, EVs, whose sales are booming. With EVs, air quality is rising in China's megacities. Furthermore, the sharp, 
geopolitically induced downturn in semiconductors may be bottoming out. And Huawei's impressive 5G Mate 60 suggests that Chinese tech self-sufficiency may be growing far faster than expected. Adverse global headwinds. The challenging external headwinds reflect some moderation, for now. As long as the West's geopolitical unilateralism and protectionism prevail, global demand is likely to remain sluggish weighing heavily on global recovery. The Eurozone has been coping with recession. The United Kingdom is amid its disastrous Brexit aftermath. The US economy is flirting with recessionary risks. And Japan's rising debt continues to maintain persistent stagnation and deflation. In China, growth could still reach 4.5 to 5% in 2023. Amid, unwarranted, trade wars and geopolitics targeting the mainland, it would be an impressive achievement. This is an updated version of the op-ed released by China Daily on September 21, 2023. Dr. Dan Steinbach is an internationally recognized strategist of the multipolar world and the founder of Difference Group. He has served at India, China and America Institute, U.S., Shanghai Institutes for International Studies, China, and the EU Center, Singapore. For more, see https colon slash slash www.differencegroup.net slash.